There's an old Greek proverb that says, the bow that is always bent will soon break. What that proverb seems to be implying is that the bow that is always under pressure, that never has an opportunity to release or let go, will soon break into a million pieces. If there was ever a proverb that fits the society in which we live, this is it. What are the common triggers for worry in your life? What impact has worry had on your life? How has it hindered you from fully trusting and following God? What can you do to remind yourself to choose worry over worship? Well, today on Dash with Dr. Dixon, you will find the answers and the how-to steps on how to turn your worry into worship. Well, good day to you. Good night to you. Whatever time that you're tuned in and listening, I'm so glad that you are here. You know, this is a day and an hour that there's so much stress upon mankind. And God did not create us to be filled with stress and strain and struggle. But for some reason, I see it happening all the time. We would rather worry than worship. We would rather panic than pray. And we'd rather look at our problems than look at God. So I want to share and I want to talk about today and in the days coming about how you cannot worry but worship, how you cannot panic but pray, how you cannot look at your problem or problems but look at God. I think it's a very pertinent topic that we need on today because what are some of the common triggers in your life that causes you to worry? There's always some common triggers, but you know what? You don't need to worry. Well, how do I not worry? You don't worry about things. You know, the Bible says in Matthew 6, 31 and 34, well, I'm sorry. I always go to the word of God because it's what I have stood on And it has always proven out in my life to help me in areas that I couldn't help myself. And that's what I love about sharing with you. I can be transparent. I can talk to you concerning the things that have worked in my life, standing on the word of God. So the Bible lets us know whatever's going on, whatever you're worrying about. He says, don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Then he goes, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Now that's in Matthew 6 chapter verses 31 through 34 in the NLT translation. I found so many times that when people are worrying, sometimes you wonder, why am I worrying? Well, I'm going to tell you why. How do you know you're not experiencing the love of God? Well, I guess you say you answered a question with a question. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not finished with it yet. And the answer to that is you're worried. So when you're not experiencing the love and you really experience his love when you have a relationship with him. That's how you experience the love of God. You can't simultaneously worry and worship. So I have found that when you enter into worship, then you enter into, you know, it's just you and the Lord. You enter into that place that you cut everything else off and you concentrate on him and begin to magnify him. Yeah, that's what worship is all about. And you begin to experience his love and the worry seems to go away because you cannot simultaneously worry and worship 
God. Every time you worry, you've forgotten how much God loves you. Worry is really acting like an atheist. Oh, I know that was strong, but hey, I wanted to hit you with it. It's pretending you're an orphan rather than a child of God. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 31 through 34, he said, don't you worry about these things. So he's letting us know, don't worry about this. He tells us there's a truth that's much more important than anything you're worrying about. And what is it? He said, we have a heavenly father who created us, a heavenly father who loves us, a heavenly father who wants what is best for us. And you know what else? He's watching over us. He's watching over you. He's watching over me. He is working for our good. And he has given us hundreds of promises of his faithfulness. Oh, yes. So worrying is pretending you don't know any of that. Mm Mm-hmm. And when you know that you've got a heavenly father that loves you, wants the best for you, watching over you, why should I worry about these things? What things? Whatever thing it is. Because God wants the good for us. And he's given us his word. Why not get the book and crack it open? Oh, yes. Don't worry about trying to memorize and know where to go. Just go to it and open it up. It'll be just what you need. All right. And you'll know that when you start doing this, oh, oh, you know what? Today they've got this playlist that you can put songs on your device, whichever one you're using, and just let it play. You'll be surprised how that will begin to drive worry away when you put on some good worship music. Oh, yes. Let me tell you, you know what to do. Now let's get busy doing that instead of worrying. I have found that if you will do it, even young people that's listening to me, put those earbuds in your ear and put on a bunch of worship songs. Oh, yes. Worry will flee. You won't have to worry about whatever is going on. And I'm here to tell you, you'll either worry or worship for the rest of your life. You'll either panic or pray and you'll either look at your problems or you'll look at God. You're going to have to choose. You're going to have to choose. Will I worry or will I worship? It's just as simple as that. A lot of times we say, oh, it's easier said than done. All right. But if you will replace your worry with worship, you'll find that you can triumph in your trials. You'll find that you won't allow things to get in the place and way of what God wants to do. So what do I have to do? You got to engage with what I'm saying here today. If you are a worrier, you see, and, and I want you to know that if you are, you are certainly not alone. You're not alone. In 2015, there was a study in Britain found that 86% of adults considered themselves to be worriers. And according to that survey, the average adult spent one hour and 50 minutes a day worrying, which adds up to nearly 28 days a year. I couldn't find any similar studies that were done here in the United States, but I can't even imagine that the results would be a whole lot different. That seems to be evidenced by the fact that 40 million adults here in this country are affected by anxiety disorders and over $42 billion is spent each year treating those people. Whoo! Staggering numbers, aren't they? Oh, my goodness. And so we have to begin to engage. You've got to begin to engage and begin to worship the Lord. You start worship and you begin to worship God. Worry will have 
to go. The worrier is a problem. And you know what? You'll find yourself getting anxious and anxiety begin to come. You know what anxiety is? You say, well, what's the difference between anxiety and worry? Worry is what you're doing right now concerning something going on right now. Anxiety is when you're worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet. It's in the future. Oh, there's a huff and a puff and a threatening by the enemy that it will. But we become filled with anxiety that it's going to happen. Oh, but just don't forget worry and worship cannot exist in the same place and anxiety will have to go and listen one always displaces the other I don't know about you but I choose worship many times let me tell you I'd be excited about getting into the worship service I love worship I love getting out there and engaging in worship and that's what you're gonna have to do you remember that keyword I just said you must engage you can't just put the music on uh-uh, start singing with it yes wave your hands oh yes and begin to dance around in the room you'll be surprised how worry and anxiety will have to go tension tension can't stay around as well that's another cousin of worrying like anxiety is that tension have to go and I'm here to tell you God will begin to move and do such things in your life that are awesome I think the message Peter has for his readers, Peter in his day, he faced a culture that was a lot like ours in the way that it treated those who lived boldly for Jesus, you know, and there were a lot of legitimately worry about that. Worry if they go out and say they belong with Jesus, that they would be killed as well. Worry that when all the tension was going on about those that were Christians, although they weren't called Christians then, they were called followers of Christ, or they were called those men that were in the way. That was what it was called. Uh huh. And I'm telling you, they were worrying about those situations. And today, we have worry when you belong to God. What does it take? It's usually a waiting period as you wait upon the promises to come to pass, believe in God. God to bring it to pass, believe in God to manifest, believe in God to turn situations around. And so there's a lot of legitimacy to worry today as well. But Peter wrote his letter to those of us to let us know that we could triumph in these trials and they would replace worry with worship. In 1 Peter 5, read it when you get a chance, verses 1 through 14. And then the Bible says, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. So you know what? Began to read the word and began to partake of the glory of God by engaging in worship. Got to engage. And uh, then you know what? His glory will be revealed. You'll begin to see not that that the enemy is doing right before you, but you'll get a vertical view of what God is doing for you. Huh, working it all together for the good. And you'll begin to exercise oversight. Okay, because you belong to God's flock. He is your shepherd. And oh, goodness, God will begin to reveal to you exactly what's going on or give you the patience and the heart to wait upon him willingly. All right. Not under compulsion, but willingly. And as God would have you to do and not for shameful gain, but eagerly not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to those around you as you wait upon God. You know, when you know how it is when you are not in worship and you and worry oh the people around you are those that God is giving you charge over in whatever way on the job in the church or wherever in your home they're the ones that really catch it but you're going to be an example unto them as you begin to wait upon the Lord and you know you believe in the truth of his word Mm -hmm. and when you do that you'll receive an 
unfading crown of glory. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm telling you, you'll begin to see God just begin to do great and mighty things in your life. You'll begin to see humility begin to step in there instead of the tension mm -hmm, and anxiety because God, he loves to bless us. And you'll find yourself able to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time, he may exalt you. Casting all your anxieties, all your cares on him because he cares for you. So Peter said, be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Somebody is going through just like you. The enemy got you thinking you're the only one. But trust me, not so. And then he goes on. I love this. Peter says, after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself oh, restore, mm, confirm, strengthen, and establish you to him. Be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Oh, Peter, that's awesome. <laughs> that strengthens us. That encourages us. That confirms and restores us. That establishes us. That's what the truth will do in your life. And worry cannot stay. You know, I just love this. I love this. I tell you, I have decided to worship and not worry. How about you? And peace. Oh. That will follow and come out of that. Oh, the peace of God. And as a result, you'll triumph in your trials. As a result, you will replace your worry with worship. As a result, you will see the truth of the word of God come to pass in your life. And you will find yourself restored, confirmed, strengthened, and established. Well, <laughs> my prayer for you is that God allows you to live as long as you want and that you never want as long as you live. I am Carol Dixon and this is Dash. Did you miss a Dash episode recently? If so, we have you covered. You can get all of the previous Dash teachings on your podcast platform right now. It's a great opportunity to not only catch up on what you've missed, but also share the teaching with others who need to hear it. Every message gives you the opportunity to share through your favorite social media channel, email, or text. It's a valuable way to let your friends and family know what God is teaching you through Dash with Carol Dixon. If you would like to know more about Dr. Carol Dixon and Dash, go to our website at caroldixon.net. Mm -hmm.